This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishna Nose. Yeah, good morning. We are doing the Uddhav Gita, last message of Sri Krishna. Uh, if you recollect, we are doing a part where how do you have those powers? How do you get those powers which we had described last time? The powers which are connected to Krishna himself and then the supplementary powers. So here it's a description of how these powers come to a person, a potency, a power. Now these are also called Siddhis as you know. Now Siddhis, there are eight main Siddhis. There are ten secondary ones. So the main eight ones is what we are actually understanding. Krishna has given us an understanding of how these eight powers can be got by an individual who is on the path of spiritual. They can come to a person. So we are doing this chapter. Chapter 10 verse 12 onwards. Attaching the mind to me as possessing the adjunct of the atomic state of the elements, the yogi attains to the lightness of points of time, so to say. Now, what is Krishna saying over here? He is saying something very important. How you can become so small? Tiny. Now, there is a method in doing this. The method involved over here is described in one line, but it has a tremendous amount of meaning. If you know how to do that, you see, I can just give a recipe for something. But if you don't try it out, you won't understand, isn't it? In the same way, there are recipes given in literally all our own scriptures. These recipes are so important, but they are not understood by man because of the covering of Maya. As you can understand, these are certain things which cover a person up. The material worldly body for first. The material worldly body will tell you, you are not capable. Can you jump high? Can you swim so many kilometers? You see, if you try to understand, the human body is going to resent it. It's going to say, you can't do this. So the moment the body says so, you give up. Simplest case is, you know, a pain. Now suppose you get hurt in the leg while walking. 
Now, when you get hurt while walking, you will keep on limping a little bit while walking. And then if the pain grows, you will keep on holding your leg. Oh my God, it's hurting me. Same way with our pain on a day-to-day basis. You get backaches. You get headaches. You get toothaches. These are pains. What are the pains connected to? Your nervous system. Suppose I benumb that place. Benumb that place. That means I use an analgesic or an anesthetic. An analgesic is going to reduce the pain by overtaking the nervous center over there. You see, when you go to the doctor, he gives you a certain injection in your tooth or in the place where you are hurting, isn't it? So, is the pain there or not there? Just because your nerves are under control, is the pain there or not there? (laughs) See, the pain is felt by us only because of the nervous system. But naturally, if you look at it, if the nerves are not there, no pain. Right? So, did you understand? You have an organ connected to the pain. In your head. It is called the brain. The brain is responsible for generating all kinds of responses in the whole of the body. Whether you feel anxious, whether you feel upset, you feel angry, you feel hurt, you sweat when you are running, there is a flow of all kinds of juices all over the body, all that is controlled by the brain. It is the boss of the central nervous system. And if I have to control that, If I can take charge of it, then all the pain, the trouble or whatever that I am feeling can be under my control. Right? Now, why am I giving you this explanation? It's because Krishna is talking about adjuncts. Right? Something that connects. His leg is hurt very badly. So, the word very badly is like an adjunct. It is saying what kind of hurt it is. So, did you understand? It's a connection. It's giving you an idea. So here, just the way I gave you the idea that the pain is connected to the nervous system which is in turn connected to the brain, the central organ. In the same way, all these powers are connected to something. There is an adjunct, there is a connection to that. When we establish the connection, we will be able to get that power. 
So did you get that? It's a simple way of telling you go to the central place get that switch on and then you will be able to tackle this issue. So here attain to the lightness of point of time so to say if you wish to do that then he says attaching the mind to me as possessing the adjunct of the atomic state of the elements. What are the elements? Now you know on the sun there is an element called hydrogen which gets converted into helium. The helium gets converted back to hydrogen and it goes back and forth. On earth these two energies of conversion are called fission and fusion. One is when the atom splits and one is when it combines. So at both the time the energy is released. Einstein explained this in a very simple way. You know the formula of Einstein, isn't it? Energy is equal to mass mc square. You know that formula. He had very rightly put the formula in place. So if I can get this particular way, the power of the sun, I can tap it here on the earth by these two processes called fission and fusion. Got it? At the atomic level, I can do the fission and the fusion. One after the other, I can harness the power of the sun. So did you get the link? The same energy is produced on earth as well. You have seen it in this world. We are so much afraid of it. You know there is the hydrogen bomb, the atomic bomb, I'm sure you know that. Little bit of the element and is enough to blow up an entire city. How is it possible? So we have been able to harness that power of the sun as well. So did you understand? I understand that power and I harness it. Then I can use it. So this is an explanation for you to understand that if I have to go to the atomic state, I will be able to understand this atomic power which in turn I will be able to use it. So Krishna says very clearly over here, Attach your mind to me because I am also in the form of an atomic state. Krishna is everywhere. Everywhere from the subatomic particle to the very great ones that is macrocosm. 
He is part of everything. If he is part of everything, it is very easy to understand how he can go so huge, how he can become so small. So when I understand these adjuncts, how it is created, what is his power there, then I will be able to harness that power myself. So when I possess these adjuncts, I have to go through my mind into the atomic state. When I enter the atomic state, I will understand how this thing works. Scientists across the world, in places like CERN and various other institutes across the world are harnessing those powers. When they are bombarding the atoms, they are creating different, different kinds of small, small bodies which are sometimes understood at the billionth or trillionth of a second. You can only see them in a photographic plate. But yet those things are there. And these powers are there in those subatomic particles. Now, when I say particles, it cannot necessarily be a particle. It can be a wave function also. Now, sorry, I am becoming a little <laughs> scientific over here. But, well, I have to give you the understanding. So, I have to tell you in a little, this kind of a fashion. So, it is either a particle or a wave. When both these things are there, you know very well. Today we are trying to harness power through that as well. Okay. So, coming back to this. If I can understand what these particles are, how they got created, what is their life, how they come into existence, how they get destroyed, what exactly happens, then I will understand matter and antimatter both. If you ask the astrophysicist also, he too is studying this thing. But at a macro level, he has trained the telescopes and all those instruments far away in space, trying to understand how that thing happened. By learning that, a man can understand the origin of the space, the universe and so on and so forth. So here Krishna has said certain things and we are already trying to harness it. We are trying to understand these subatomic things as well. So he says, if you can understand through your mind, use that beautiful mind that I have given you to understand how to get to that power, then you will know how to attain the lightness of points of time the way a yogi does. We are doing it scientifically. The yogis were doing it spiritually. The spiritual knowledge is different knowledge but it leads to the same place. The atomic and the subatomic level and the power that is connected to it. So when we think about these yogis performing such kind of acts, please understand this is how they do it. 
Alright. So I have given you the understanding of how to go to the bottom of it all and whether we have been able to do something about it. Now to do it through the mind is using the mind and God given intellect so that you can attain this power. Alright. So we move to the next one. It is equally the same. So verse 13 from chapter 10 of the Uddhav Gita, the last message of Sri Krishna. Concentrating the entire mind on me as possessing the adjunct of the pure ego, one becomes by this absorption in me the presiding deity of each of the organ. This is known as the power of attainment. Hmm. Now, you understood the last verse, how to get to the atomic level. Now we are going to tackle your body. I started with the pain concept. I said you can overcome the pain. Isn't it? If you can number, be number that particular nerve over there. In China, they practice a very beautiful art which is called acupuncture. Now, acupuncture is sticking needles over 56,000 points in your body. Now, let us not go to all these points. These are points, meridians, so on and so forth. What they have learnt is, if I can do certain things in a one particular place in the body, I can control something else in another part of the body. Right? So if I stick a needle over here, I may be helping some other part somewhere else. Now you will ask, if I stick a needle over here, how does it help over there? Well, it is something like this. You see, even the movement of your leg or your hand, if I am moving my hand this way, who is the one who is controlling it? Isn't it? So there is a part of the brain which is controlling how I move my fingers, my hands, my legs. And every other part of the body. There is something which is the center over there. Then from the center they go to the substation. This is the main station. And from there it goes to the substation. Which is connected to different medians in the body. Okay. So if I divide the body with a central line. So there will be a median going downwards. Which in our world we call it the Sushumna Nadi. Hmm. So it goes downwards and from there are projections or radiating nerves which control various parts of the body. Did you understand this much? So if I take a nerve over here at the back of my neck, it is controlling certain organs. If I take the one at the back of, in the, in the near the heart backwards, okay, it would definitely be controlling the my heart, my lungs and my hands. 
you know one thing which you might have known is if your left hand has a tremendous amount of problem lifting it or if there is a searing pain going through this part of the body which i am showing this way you better go and consult the heart guy the cardiac fellow doctor all right why because your heart is in alignment isn't it over here there are the nerves which are controlling this way likewise everything right up to the bottom the last vertebra which is called the coccyx from there is radiating nerves which are controlling the legs also this you know so if i have the control of these substations huh so many substations the one at the back of my neck the one at the back of my heart the one at the back of my solar plexus the one at the back of my gonads the one at the back of my evacuating organ if i can control them through the power of the kundalini yoga have we not discussed this yes so when we are talking about the kundalini yoga we are talking about how to control the nervous system in our body and if we take charge of it then we will be able to perform actions connected to those last week i was telling you about a kegels experiment you know how you hold the floor of your abdomen now this is a kegels exercise which women and all will know it is for continence you know when you lose your urine so controlling it how to close the muscles over there now think about it the control of the muscles is through the nervous system only when you control the nervous system you are controlling the muscles in that place so here you see what he is saying concentrating the entire mind on me as possessing the adjunct of a pure ego one becomes by absorbing in me the presiding deity of each of the organs now who is this ego the ego is the i now when i talk of the i i is the small i this fellow the small man that is you know he is the one who feels the pain i am hurt i am upset i am angry i got this i got that i got oh, my heart is beating very hard my stomach is paining you know all those problems that a person faces i got loose motions doesn't the person say that why there is a problem connected to it i have my legs are hurting i have this problem my foot is hurting my leg is hurting i have searing pain here i have back pain i have nose pain i have this pain i have eye pain god knows so many pains are there and so many issues connected to the organs are there i can't see i can't hear i can't do this i can't do that there is palpitation there are so many things that happen you see when you are angry are you not being told calm down calm down calm down say 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 ha when a woman is delivering also isn't she told now blow isn't that what is being told what are they trying to do 
they are trying to take charge of this particular system in the body so krishna is the main one who controls this there is a self controlling device somewhere that self is the i in us and not the small i which is the small ego but the ego connected to the divine remember god is everywhere before this i told you god is in microcosm as well as the macrocosm so now let us come to the microcosm the microcosm is inside your body now he is the controller of what happens in the intellect in the mind and in every place so think about it if i can control that particular place in my brain don't you think i will be able to take charge of the organ that is having a problem whatever problem associated with whichever part of the body if i can take charge of that particular place i can control the flow of the juices like we call hormones some people who do not have control have to take external shots they take hormones from outside they take help from outside by taking drugs which increases the serotonin levels and you know all those kind of things you have heard of why because they cannot control the pain you know that acetaminophen whatever they call it that drug which is there it is so famous in the western world you pop drugs hmm, painkillers tuk 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 so many painkillers you see that you see even in the films and all the person takes that bottle of that drug with so many tablets in the guru 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 he just just drums it down his throat that man is useless he cannot control his pain he is a weak minded person a weak minded person cannot control the pains he cannot control the body organs he cannot control anything you see even the part called lust can be controlled that is what tantra teaches you about lust controlled so now imagine if i go to this adjunct of inside my eye the eye that controls my body the being called krishna who controls my body don't you think i will be able to overpower any organ anywhere and with the power of my mind i will be able to make that organ work the way i want to that is how it can be done assume this power connected to this body you will be able to control any part of your body science will prove this to you in the future that you alone are the controller 
Today we are taking drugs to control external help. If I have a pain, I take a painkiller. Right? But if I can control my bodily functions by taking charge of this part of these bodies which is in the brain and all these central organs that are there. I told you, no, these are the substations in my body. If I can control the substations, I will be able to take charge of this. One of the questions people ask me is, Guruji, how do you take charge of your sleep? You can sleep at will and you can get up at will. How do you do that? There are lots of people in this world who do what is called as power napping, isn't it? Power nap is 10 minutes or 15 minutes. They just shut their eye, gone off and 10 minutes later they are awake. Many a times I don't have to think about the alarm. Why? Because taking charge of the subconscious, the mind which controls my waking up state, that can be achieved. So 99% of the people are half asleep. They cannot get up when the alarms are ringing also. Right? Why? They are weak people. Weakness is going through their blood. Their nervous system. They cannot control it because being so weak, you are unable to control anything. Think about it. You can tell the disease, stop there. Don't have to come to me. You can tell your heart, now you can beat faster. You can tell your legs, now you can run. You can tell your hands, do this job. And they will be able to do. So, did you understand this? If I go to the I, which is inside, the God within me, and if I can zero on to that particular place where I need to control by the power of concentration as done through the power of yoga. I will be able to control these various parts in my own being. So I can take charge of my stomach if I wish to. I can take charge of my heart, my lungs, my breathing, my sleep, everything. I do not have to feel tired. The people say, oh, I am tired, you know. After doing 15 minutes of work also, they get tired. Some people whom I say write or do something, they will say, after one hour, you know, I was doing this research and after one hour, I feel tired by doing this thing. What? It is your mind. You are feeling tired because of your mind. You don't have to. You can control it. What Krishna is teaching over here is you have the power within you. 
Now this is the way in which the yogis in the Himalayas can control the temperatures of their body. The temperature of the body can be monitored and controlled. So you can see, even if it is cold outside, you put your hand on their head, you will find their head is burning. <gasps> their legs will be hot. Why? Because they can control it. By adjusting the temperatures of their body, they can do it. So this power is attainable. Got it? Now we move to the next one. So chapter 10, Uddhav Gita, verse 14. One who concentrates the mind on me as possessing the adjunct of the active cosmic mind, which is born of the undifferentiated, obtains my rare power of the capacity to derive enjoyments from anything. Well, this is called a different technique. Krishna is now describing another technique. The power of enjoying anything in this world rests within you. So he is describing it. There is my universal cosmic mind outside. Outside the body. There is the universal cosmic mind, cosmic mind. Now that if I can take charge, I will be able to control what I enjoy and what I don't. When we eat bland food, bland food, you know, now you are, you are eating just plain rice. Now rice may have a little bit of the starch in it. So you mix the starch and you mix it with that rice and you eat it. Does it have any taste? No. So you'll want a little bit of salt in it. And then you may say maybe I can get a pickle in it. And maybe I can get one small vegetable in it. So you are doing something which is called adding stuff for greater enjoyment of that stuff. Isn't it? So when you keep on adding, 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 adding. You know the Italian pizza? If you go to Naples, Napoli, they give you a pizza which has just got a little cheese on it and maybe some sauce on it. That's it. Enjoy yourself. So the world designed it slightly differently. Can we put some vegetables on it? So they put vegetables. Then can we put some meat on it? So they put some meat on it. And they kept on adding stuff. And then they said, okay, can we make it slightly more fluffier? And then can we do this? And can we do that? And we can we put some herbs in it? Each herbs gives you a different taste. Right? Where are the things coming from? Outside. 
think what I am saying carefully. All the ingredients are there outside. They are being added to your pizza. Maybe you will put some sauce on it or maybe you will put some other herbs on it or something like that. Seasoning as they call it. Now when you put it on that, you have a greater enjoyment. The Indian dish called biryani is also like that. There are different versions of biryani starting from North India to South India. Some put even curd in it, some don't put curd in it. Some put lot of ghee in it, some put oil in it, some put meat in it, some put vegetable in it, some put whole load of spices in it. And as you keep on increasing the spices more and more and more and more and more, it gives a different, 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 different taste. So the biryani is a concoction of all the spices put in rice. It is the most enjoyable dish across the world. Why? Because it is very spicy and it has got a lot of flavor in it. The word flavor came into the picture. Where is it connected? To your tongue. The flavoring of this is like that. If you go more towards the north, they will put zafran in it. Why? Gives more flavor. Saffron. You know saffron. Zafran. The Afghani, the Kashmiri, the Mughlai, you know, Avdi, you name it. So many biryanis in the north and also in the south. Hyderabadi, Dam Biryani. Okay, everybody makes biryanis. Lot of spices. Now, yes, I know your mouths must be watering, but it is early in the morning. You can't eat a biryani right now. So, the reason why I was giving you this understanding is so that you know that everything outside is and the taste is only for a microsecond. When you put it in your mouth, the taste remains and then the stuff goes inside your stomach and by the way, the moment it hits your stomach, there is a great acid waiting for you over there. It says, oh, let it come in. And the acid mixes it up like that. And this movement which happens in your stomach destroys everything. All the taste that you thought existed doesn't exist anymore. Now you want to know how this is? Okay, I'll give you the understanding. Maybe you will not like it. After eating the stuff, it has gone into your stomach and when you puke it, you know how the dirty pukes, you don't like it also. That is what happens to the food. Now tell me whether it is tasty. Does anybody like their own puke? No. Why? Because it has got destroyed. Now think about it. How much time did the taste actually linger? A microsecond. The moment you put it in your mouth, it lingered for that much moment and after that it disappeared. So here Krishna is telling you this. 
the enjoyment of everything always lasts for microseconds. Any enjoyment. You go on a ride, you know. The ride gets over in two minutes. And in two minutes, all your adrenaline rush that was there, you become like this very soon. Why? Because the ride is over. When you are making love, well, you are reaching your climax and that half millionth of a second is all the enjoyment that you get. And for that millionth of a second, you, you destroy your entire life. I mean, just imagine. Krishna is telling you over here how to get this enjoyment also. See, I explained to you one is food, huh? one is the rides, one is all this. I don't complete my sentence because it is censored, you know. I have to officially censor my <laughs> statements. <laughs> Otherwise, tomorrow YouTube and all these channels, you can't say those words, you see. So I just have to leave my sentence halfway. So this question I have been asked many a times. That's why I am saying so. <laughs> so coming back to our state. To do any enjoyment of any kind. Including that which you get while doing drugs. The drugs come from outside. Heroin, ganja, this, that, marijuana. Oh God, so many of them. And when you get them, you get an enjoyment for a millionth of a second. And then you go into those kind of states and then you come down like that kind of a state. You know, two states are different. Going up, one state, coming down like that. <laughs> so both the states are different. You are going to go through hell after that. Same way with drinks, same way with anything. All these are called enjoyments. So Krishna says, you see, I am the cosmic mind. I can enjoy anything. If I, you know, you can also enjoy. Have you seen? If you are watching a rainbow, you feel so nice about it, isn't it? You go and watch the mountains with the ice caps on it. Oh, look at the ice caps. Oh, so wonderful. When you look at the waterfalls, you like it. When you look at a beautiful forest, you will like it. When you are going down the river, see such a beautiful river. You go to Kerala, you like God's own country. God's country is every country. You find those thousands of people, you know, climbing on top of the trains and trying to reach their destination in Bangladesh. And you are amazed. How does this train pull? That is the wonderment that we feel. God has made this beautiful world for us to enjoy. So this enjoyment can be seen in every place. How? Through the adjunct of the cosmic mind. So when you possess the adjunct of the cosmic mind, you can enjoy anything, anywhere. Sometimes people come and ask me silly questions also. Guruji, do you enjoy what? Whatever that they are talking about. I see, 
do i really need to enjoy i can sit over here and i can enjoy i don't have to use any external tools you got what i'm saying a cryptic very cryptic see <laughs> i don't have to eat an ice cream to enjoy an ice cream i can still feel the taste in my tongue on my tongue not even eating it got it so i don't have to use anything external to feel the enjoyment within the external mind which is what we are talking about called the cosmic mind can be enhanced inside of you by the power of your own little mind make it big and enjoy that then you will understand how enjoyment can be got so there one more secret and you may say you have been telling all this secret but i don't understand a damn thing what you are speaking well look at yourself you are still thinking through your small mind oh well, it is very good to say you know all those big stuff but i still can't enjoy you get to enjoy i can't enjoy <laughs> well you can enjoy too tap into that power of the cosmic mind and then anything can be enjoyed you know if you have to read a book sometimes people love to read books they will sit and read a book and they will enjoy their reading sometimes they just sit on the seashore and enjoy the waves going come going and coming sometimes people sit at the mountain tops and enjoy the mountain top over there looking at the valley below when you go to the valley of flowers what exactly do you see when you go to lal bagh you see the beautiful flowers over there in the lal bagh gardens when you go to all these different places it is called enjoyment but it doesn't last for long if you need an enjoyment which lasts more than that an extra extended version of it then you have to understand the power of the cosmic mind the adjunct connected to the cosmic mind you become that when the small i becomes the big i called the cosmic mind you are able to tap into those powers also so we move to verse 15 now this is chapter 10 the uddhav gita verse 15 one who concentrates the mind on vishnu the ruler of maya whose form is time obtains rulership consisting of the power to control the jiva and their bodies and mind this is dangerous <laughs> why is it dangerous because you want to control others huh what happens to them it is called the power of vishnu who is vishnu vishnu is the sustainer vishnu lives in your heart so in the chakra of the heart when you vision visualize the vishnu tatva there is an enhanced power of controlling the maya maya is 
what is called the illusory power. What is this illusory power? The power of illusion is when you tell a child certain things and the child starts believing in that. When we start believing in fairies, goblins and all those creatures, when you see all the horror movies and you see all the ghosts that are lurking in the dark, when you see Frankenstein, when you see Jekyll and Hyde, don't you imagine those powers? Yes. They are there in that man. They are there in those bodies. So Frankenstein or any other creature which is illusory person attains those powers as we say. So when he attains those powers, where does it come from? It comes from the department of Maya, the illusion. You see, there are illusionists in this world. Penn and Taylor and all those people. They are very famous, isn't it? If you go to Las Vegas, now you can't go, but maybe when you go, you will find all these people, Chris Angel, and all these great guys over there. They are illusionists. They create illusions. And we start believing in those illusions. They are magicians. There is no magic actually, but it's called the power of illusion. Making you think one, but doing another. Maya is exactly an illusion. She creates pictures in your mind. And you start believing in those pictures. So when you get this adjunct connected to Vishnu, you will be able to control the flow of this illusory power called Maya. There are lots of people in India. They practice something which is called Vashikaran. To take charge of a weakling, a weak body. This is used by those people they will do certain mantras and they will chant certain things and they will give certain objects by means of which you can control that person. Even in voodoo magic, you know, voodoo magic, you make the doll of that person in, you have seen it in some of the movies. How do they do it? The person whom they control is a weak person. He is a weak-minded person. And a weak-minded person can be controlled with the adjunct of this Vishnu who controls the Maya. Is it dangerous? 100% it is dangerous. See, all the techniques have been explained. But please understand one thing. If you come to me and tell me, Guruji, can you teach me this? I am going to give you a straightforward answer. My answer is no. Whatever I have said is all that is available to you. 
Beyond that is not my issue. Because it is not easy. And it is not right. To get the powers is not good. To control somebody else by illusion is not right. There was a very beautiful movie which won a lot of Oscars which is called The Beautiful Mind. The hero is living in an illusory world of his own. You come to know about it in the end. He is a great scientist, a mathematician and he is able to solve so many problems. Now, during the world war or after that maybe, he was able to decode a lot of those documents and stuff like that. How was he, a great scientist, caught in his own trap of these illusions? This is the power of Maya. Maya can create this illusory world for you. And if you can create an illusory world for someone else, then that power is within you. So one who concentrates the mind on Vishnu, the ruler of Maya, whose form is time, obtains rulership consisting of the power to control the jivas and their bodies and minds. This I am not going to elaborate much on. Verse 16, chapter 10 of the Uddhav Gita, fixing the mind on Narayana, the transcendent one, also called Bhagwan, the yogi, like me, attains the power of self-control. This is good for you. How do you control yourself? This verse we will continue tomorrow also because it is important. You need to know how to have self-control. I'll give you an introduction here. Narayana is not in the state of formation. He is about to form. Now, I will give you that knowledge. The unmanifest domain, unmanifest means not yet formed. The gods that is in the unmanifest, remember I was saying, the first divine unmanifest is the place that you have to go when you seek liberation. There is nothing there as we say. Nothing. It is called the state of Brahma. We say, you know, Parabrahma. When we say these words, Guru Sakshat Parabrahma, we say these words. That means, what is this Brahma? It's called the unmanifest domain. So, in the unmanifest domain, to the part of manifestation, that means to the part that he is formed. The God coming into existence in two separate entities called Purusha and the Prakriti. That particular aspect of his is called the Narayana aspect. Now in that aspect of his, 
there is a tremendous power of creation. Mother creation. Prakriti. The one who creates. She and he together create everything. Now when I am focusing on this adjunct of the object which is non-created to created, there is that gap in between. So when I have to do this creation and non-creation thing, I can tap into the power of Narayana. This one is being kept in suspense so that when you join tomorrow, I will be able to give you a lengthier explanation so that you understand. Why would you like to understand? Well, it is simply because self-control is missing in literally 99% of the people. They don't know how to control themselves. They are weaklings. Nobody has this idea that I can control myself. Whether it is eating, drinking, sleeping, doing whatever that they have to. Even the stupidest of the task, when you give a word to someone, I will do it by the afternoon and you will do it maybe one month later. You can't keep your word. Somebody says that, you know, I am going to achieve this objective. But he is not able to achieve it. And then he gives a thousand reasons why he can't do it. So this self-control is missing in 99.9% of the people. Tomorrow I will reveal the secret to you about this self-control. How do you attain this self-control? So when you join me tomorrow, I will reveal that to you. That is one of the powers which are those siddhis that a person can get. So I will end over here. Stay at home. Stay safe. Clean your hands. Okay. Wear masks. And be very very careful. Maintain that social distancing that is recommended by the government. I will see you all tomorrow. When we will do verse 16 in greater detail. Take care. Have a very good day. Bye.